With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, everybody. It's the guys from Crossbody of Work, and we are here with an interview with a wrestler for the very first time. He will be wrestling Nick Aldis for Chinlock Wrestling on September 16th. We are pleased to be joined by the natural Nick Sullivan. Hi, Nick. How's it going? It's going pretty good. How are you? Doing really, really well. You're ve- we're very excited. You're our first wrestler. I know. Thank you. Yeah, you know, we, uh, we, we've we decided to branch out into interviewing for some reason. Uh, hopefully we're good at this. I know you're great at this. <laughs> we, you're a pro wrestler. I mean, it, it, someone's got to have a promo ability somewhere. <laughs> sometimes they do it in the ring. Sometimes they do it backstage. Uh, sadly, this is not pre-taped. Um, so whatever you say just goes on air. Yeah, we're doing it live, pal. <laughs> it's going to be great. So, Nick, for those who don't know, how would you describe the natural Nick Sullivan? So the way I would describe myself is I'm very, very aggressive in the ring because I come from a freestyle and Greco background. So when people see me in a match and when people in the crowd are like, oh, that's, that was real. Oh, he really hit him. 99% of the time, it's, it's legit throws and slams. Um, I'm a very passionate individual. I think like you have to give it 120% or more. I don't like asking. Uh, I don't like asking for help. I like earning it. Like, like when it comes to wrestling in general, I like having people reach out to me or people recommend me. I just, I just like working hard and earning earning my worth, I guess you could say. It's a wrestling background. That's a good way to put it. So you have an amateur wrestling background. So what was that like? Was that high school? Was that college? Um, when I was younger, all the way from high school to college and doing like, I did a lot of overseas tournaments. I wrestled in uh, Germany, Puerto Rico. I wrestled all over Canada and Freestyle Greco. So it was a very, very good experience, and then I wanted to branch on the pro wrestling. And that seems like a pretty natural transition. So, uh, funny enough, when I first started, um, my former trainer, Mark House, who actually had to retire a few months back due to uh, second-time retirement due to a severe injury, mm. um, when I first started training, um, I didn't like getting taken down because in amateur wrestling, we're all used to like keeping our feet moving around, and... Like, if someone will go, like, sit with me, i am like, oh, really? And I'll go for a shoot takedown or, like, a hold. <laughs> then after, I would say, been doing this for about four and a half, five years, I would say uh, probably, like, a year ago, I learned more how to work 
like building my character, my development, instead of going like a hundred miles an hour, just take my time. Cause I'm a big guy. I'm not little, but I'm so used to, it. I have that amateur wrestling mentality where it's like, it's like a lot about like speed and mechanics, mm-hmm. but I was able to easily develop that now into my character. But yeah, the, the first couple months I was, uh, I was very, very aggressive and very mean and stiff. But again, too, when everyone starts out, everyone has their own different attributes, and then you grow from there. And would you say you were the natural back then? Or how how long into the career did the natural come out? So it was actually funny because when I was doing uh, Freestyle and Greco, I was, in my mind, I always wanted to be a pro wrestler. So I was trying to think of names, like what I would call myself. And I always came to mind, like the natural next song, because it reminded me of uh, natural Dustin Rhodes. So I'm in. So even before amateur wrestling, I was, I always, well, I'm sorry, pro wrestling. I always wanted to be a, a wrestler or so. And that's how I came up with the name. So do you want to have the, uh, the match on the back of that pickup truck or whatever it was at the, oh, the, bunk, the <laughs> bunkhouse brawl or whatever the it was? Bunkhouse. <laughs> you want to have one of those bunkhouse matches yeah. or what's the goal here? <laughs> Maybe it all, it all depends. Yeah. I don't know what company's going to be doing that. So you said you always wanted to be a pro wrestler. So. Yeah. One of the things you want to talk about is your fan match, the match that made you a fan of professional wrestling. If you had to pick a match that you think really got you hooked, what would it be? Uh, Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart, WrestleMania 12. The Iron Man match. Yep. Yeah. I know a lot of, like, whether it be fans or wrestlers all alike, I know nowadays, like, the thing, like, that match is very boring because we've seen so many Iron Man matches, but that mm-hmm. match with, the, with, like, the technical, with the high flying, like, at that point, even though Ric Flair was having marathon matches, and I know who Ric Flair was when I was a little kid. Seeing Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, I'm like, okay, that's something I really want to do. And I was always a big Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart fan growing up. If you had to pick one, Shawn or Bret? Oh, God, it's hard. Uh, it's like picking a favorite parent. I know. Oh, my God. Uh, I would have to go to Bret right now because I have a Bret Hart. Uh, Nick, the natural self and the Canadian hero, inspired singlet made. So oh. I would have Bret Hart, but... That's my baby face gear. And as a heel, I'm actually getting a Shawn Michaels inspired singlet made. So <laughs> playing both sides. What is that? You coming out with the sunglasses and everything? I, if I have to come out with sunglasses and chaps, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I do not care. People will be getting their money's worth oh, if yeah. that happens. Let me tell you something. Oh, hell yeah. The chaps would be something else. I think yeah. that's a great idea. <laughs> so... You are a fan of wrestling, obviously. You're a fan of wrestling. How does one get into actually getting in the ring? What was your journey to actually getting in the ring for the first time? So, again, like I said, growing up, I was always a big wrestling fan. Um, Impact, well, TNA, uh, WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW. Uh, Growing up, I never knew what independent wrestling was. Mm. And I guess, like, here in Syracuse, we had a big company called 2CW. Uh, that's where like like guys like Kevin Steen, El Generico, AJ Styles, the Young Bucks, a lot of these guys wrestled here. And I uh, did a school a few times uh, just by doing researching and stuff. And that was back in, I want to say 2014. So like I met a lot of my friends who I have to this day. I remember doing the training. Uh, sadly, I had to stop because I was still wrestling. And the coach didn't like me doing, I guess I would say, scripted wrestling and not focusing on amateur wrestling, which I understand. And uh, mm. further, down line, further down the line, after I graduated college, I was still doing amateur wrestling, well, freestyle and Greco. And it's one day, you do it for so long, you just get tired and burnt out and just cutting weight. I Like, right, like back in the day, I used to be like a good 197 to 220 with like 5% body fat. And now I'm like a good 
like 255, 260, but I, I feel good, you know? Yeah. Um, if I, if I have to cut down, if I have to cut down and get low again, I will, but it sucked. And uh, transitioning to pro wrestling, it, it's just fun because, you know, it's it's a lot of, it's a it's acting, it's art. Like how, again, Bret Hart would say, it's it's art. You're you're telling a story, you're you're putting on, it's like the circus, like how that's how wrestling progress came from, the circus, the carny. Um, but no, when I contacted the school, um, got to train there for a couple months and got back to amateur wrestling. Then around 2017, I contacted Mark House for Upstate Pro Wrestling, then just showed up and just, went, just honestly just went from there. <laughs> and the ride has gone ever since. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure he took one look at you and was like, yep, yep, we're, we'll, we'll let that guy in. <laughs> well, it, it was fun because, like, the hardest part for me was getting off my feet because, again, in amateur wrestling, I was used to standing up and if we're getting a takedown, uh, work the body. And the hard part for me was the front flips. Mm-hmm. I can handstand really well. And do a bump from there, but the hard part was the front, the front flips, and that took me forever to get down. But I finally got that down, and just learning everything else. Bumping, that, how was bumping? Yeah, down, uh, at the beginning for bump you, for me was fine because I'm so used to getting slammed on the wrestling mat. Yeah, so that's the one I never complained about bumping. I honestly, I never complained about practice to begin with. Us, even like if I mess up something, I would get frustrated myself because my goal is always to be perfect, even though no one's perfect. But like my goal, like me, like mentally. I want to be the best I can be and be top notch. For sure. Is there something that's harder in wrestling than people think it is? Because you mentioned like front flips being hard. Like, is there anything else in the ring or that you were like, this is not as easy as I thought it was maybe when I was watching growing up? I Honestly, I would say uh, run the ropes. Like run the ropes didn't hurt me. Like I, I would have black and blues that didn't bother me. But but the positioning and the footwork, because mm-hmm. you have to do it in like certain increments and you have to get it perfect. And again, too, I'm so I'm always like I always try to do quick feet, like or again, like how in football too. So yeah, I learned how to like space it out, and obviously, like you'll wrestle in different ranks, like to learn, like progress from there. Oh man, how is that? By the way, the switching rings, especially for a guy who you know you travel uh, all across many provinces in Canada, you know maybe some U.S. shots. Like I, I'm assuming there isn't really a standard mm-hmm. size for rings no, anywhere. It, it all varies. Like a lot of times, like I'll, I'll like before shows, I'll get in the ring and like just test it out, like bump a little bit, and honestly, I just go from there. <laughs> As like with me, I just want to like when I see my like when I see my opponent, we do what we need to do and go in the ring, just put on a show. Are there ever some nights where you just walk in there and you're like, all right, not loving how the ropes are feeling? All right, we're gonna have a lot of uh, a lot of fist to cuffs today. We're not we're not running the ropes as much. <laughs> like with me. Um, my goal was always put on a great show. Like I've been in a couple of rings where like bumping effing sucked. Yeah. Like, you know what? Just, just if the fans are here. They paid good money. Do what I need to do. And I'll be sore on the way home or I'll, I'll think about the next day. Yeah. That's, that's a tomorrow problem. I'll do that. Yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For real. <laughs> I'll just deal with the consequences later. So like, let's, uh, let's talk about your first match too. What can you tell us about your first, your first indie match? <laughs> So my very first match, like I didn't have that much initial training. It was probably maybe like a few months. Yeah. And my very first match. So basically, what they were good at the the at Upstate Pro Wrestling, the promoters, they're good at hiding my weakness and showing my strengths. And my strengths is just all power stuff. Yeah. And I just remember going out there, twice the guy's size. He gives me a couple of hits. I run him over, and when I be ran him over, like 
effing ran him over. Oh. Then boom, hit him with the finisher. One, two, three. That's literally the match probably lasted like five minutes. And I would get so hyped. I'm thinking in my mind, like I said, the mentality is all amateur wrestling, but I would get so hyped. Like a lot of times, and still now to say, like, remember stuff going over stuff in my head, I'll be in the corner and just close my eyes and just visualize the match in my head. And people come up to me like, hey, are you okay? I'm like, oh, yeah, good. I'm just memorizing the match, man. Because a lot of people are like, yo, dude, you're good. Or like, I'll like, like, like go like crazy as just pace myself and just do what I need to do just to get that match going. So your debut match, would you cut, categorize it as a squash? It was 100%, it was 100% squash. Like, <laughs> as we wrestled back then, a couple of years ago, till now, I've definitely improved a great deal. Yeah. But hey, what a nice way to debut! I, I, yeah, I talk about yeah, I got sent to the woodshed, and I, you know, I I jobbed or I did whatever. But to come on, be like, yeah, no, I just ran the guy over. Yeah. <laughs> and I so, how that. has your your kind of your set evolved since then, in terms of like what you feel like you can do in the ring? How has you have you kind of evolved since then? So I'm I'm very comfortable. Like my wrestling is 100 like all arms or stuff. But I will add in like pro wrestling flair. But I like to do mm-hmm. like like what I'm very good at because you don't like in wrestling today, there's a lot of guys who have some crazy ass moves and flips and stuff like that. I give those guys credit. Cause my big ass ain't doing a front flip. <laughs> so corkscrew pile driver. Watch guys, I will not do it. I think of myself as a traditional wrestler. This, uh, if I have to, cause I'm good at grappling, I do a lot of grapple holes, but this, it's a lot of powers and throws. But again, too, uh, in Canada, I do my gimmick, the Canadian hero. So I, I'm a, I'm a delusional American who thinks he's a Canadian hero. And I get the, I get the, like a Seaway Valley wrestling. I get the crowd going, especially the kids. And mm-hmm. the hard part for me is I, I can't be mean to kids. As much as I try to be a bad guy, you see kids, like I'll mess around with them and all. But at the end of the day, I, I, I physically, I cannot be mean to a kid. Like I'll mess around with them, but I think because I'm, I'm a father myself and I wouldn't want to see my son get booed or have a wrestling in the, my son's face because then. Excuse my French, but I'm gonna beat the shit out of the guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, understandable. Uh, I mean, you know, you're when you're out there, uh, and, and you know, you say you're you're a heel when you go into Canada. When you've got to sort of turn to switch on and, and and go into heel mode, what's something that uh, that sort of that that you target when you go out there and you're trying to get that heel heat from the crowd? So, I'm really good at flipping the switch, whether it be face or heel, like. A lot of times, if I if I do play the bad guy, I'll ponder a lot to the crowd or the guy I'm working with. I'll you know talk crap, talk crap to the crowd. Like there's times where you get like the drunk fans, they'll try to start crap with you. So I'll pinpoint to them this you know just talk the random crap and get them going. Because my goal is to, if I can draw a reaction from the crowd, rather be positive or negative, I know I'm doing something right. But I, I just go out there and. Just, to me, I just think it's like just like Agnes, just go out there and do what I need to do. And do you like, let's say you have a card that's or a match that's kind of later on in the card? Are you like surveying the crowd a little bit with the with the matches before yours to see oh who's who's getting a little tipsy, who's getting a little rowdy, <laughs> so you can start pointing out? Like a lot of times, like I'll watch some of the matches, but not necessarily. A lot of times, like other talk to my opponent, uh, just talk about like a lot of the guys I because I see a lot of the guys on the shows. Like we talk about each other's families. Or just in my match, just go over the match or talk to my opponent, see what we want to do. Just, honestly, just go from there. Yeah. You can probably get a sense of it, too, when you're out there. Like, oh, that guy talks Oh, yeah. Like, that, I, I, I really go all on energy. 
Are there any uh, uh, fans in particular you remember from any uh, any shows? So <laughs> there's a fan uh, back in February who's actually in the states. Um, I'm not going to repeat what the fan said, <laughs> but he made a comment not so nice. And I remember I got on the microphone. And this was like in the middle of like nowhere. And I said, happy Black History Month. The crowd oh. got silent. Then everyone booed. And I, I had to call my mouth because I started laughing. I'm like, all right, this is awkward. Um, Made you break up. Like, that was the same show where I, I uh, threw one of the wrestlers in the crowd. Like the Bam Bam Bigelow um, Spike Dudley spot. Yeah. Yep. But wrestlers are supposed to catch him on the outside. No one caught him. He just went, and you saw my guys. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, no. So, yeah. Oh, no. It's a, I saw this going differently in my mind. Oh, yeah. I did. I'm like, oh, I killed him. So <laughs> that hated me. Was it one of those deals where they just like weren't paying attention and didn't catch him? Or uh, did you just overthrow the guy? I won't throw anybody under the bus, but let's just say there's enough parties there to catch him. And I'll just say I thought it was my wrongdoing, but after watching everything and seeing it back, I'm like, okay. You probably could have gotten caught. You probably could have been 100%. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> it's always good to catch those catchable passes. Yep. Yeah. And like my goal, even though it's a very physical sport, my goal is to always protect my opponent. Mm-hmm. And that day, he, he came out fine, but he wasn't protected. And I think that's what really grinds my gears the most, too. If if my po- opponent's not protected enough, then I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned the gimmick, the Canadian hero. As a Canadian, I'm thrilled. I'm happy to have more Canadian heroes. I'm on board. Uh, who are some other Canadian heroes for you? So, obviously, there's Bret Hart. Um, yeah. I've always been... Uh, very, very big fan of guys like Owen Hart. Um, God. Doesn't even have to be wrestlers. It could be like Jim Carrey. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. I forgot Jim Carrey's Canadian. Oh, yeah. No, we – that's the thing. Canadians claim Canadians so hard. Yeah. Anybody who makes it out of Canada, we're like, yes, him. No. So, I'm a hardcore fan of the Trailer Park Boys. Um, Fantastic. I My wife hates that show. I will Most watch. wives do. Um, I'm a very big fan of Bubbles, and obviously you guys remember the episode of Conky with the puppet? Yep. I always thought it was the funniest thing ever, especially with Sebastian Bach during the couple seasons. Uh, my goal is to meet those guys and like do like a camera kind of all their wrestling fans. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm a hardcore Trailer Park Boys fan. There's even there's wrestling in the show. Like They have a whole yep, thing where they the set up a ring. Bastard. Yeah. Yep. Great I time. expected like a Shania Twain mention or something here. The Trailer Park Boys. That's completely. I, I, Shania Twain. I do have a lot of her uh, songs downloaded on my phone. She's a very great, talented singer. She's no Trailer Park Boys. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think somebody else can sing her songs. Nobody else can be Bubbles. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's a great time. So the other thing that we asked you for is your favorite match. Before yep. we started recording, we asked you to send us your favorite match. And the match you sent us is with a name that a lot of wrestling fans are going to recognize. It is you against Moose. Yes. So what was it like to step in the ring with Moose? So him and I are very, very similar. And the funny story is uh, he played football at SU, Syracuse University, and obviously went off to the NFL. So the way him and I met, when I found I was having the match, I was very excited. Um and him and I have a f- similar friend by the name of Arthur Jones. Um, he played at Syracuse. He was actually a very, very good amateur wrestler 
at Union Endicott with his brother, John Jones, who is in the UFC. Yes. Um, when I was younger, I got a chance to train with those guys when I was younger at uh, Shamrock Wrestling in uh, Binghamton. And those guys are very, 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 very talented wrestlers. Mm-hmm. So it was cool that we had similar connections. And just obviously he's a vet, he's a pro, so I just went out, went out and just, just listened and followed his lead. And uh, him and I, because we talked, and him and I both have very similar ways we got on the wrestling and how we progressed because he knew my goals. Because my goal, like right when I got on the pro wrestling, no matter what, was to be at the top and get signed. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of guys have their own goals or they care about title belts or whatever the case may be. You know, everyone has their own different uh, mindset when it comes to pro wrestling. But the when I got into pro wrestling, my goal was to get signed and just work hard to get there. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to down to, to the match you had against Moose, I really, I mean, I, I you know, the match is obviously, it's, it's an excellent match. It's, it's two heavyweights going right at each other the whole way through. Um, the crowd <laughs> was particularly a thing of note here. I know we mentioned it earlier, you know, people, uh, rowdy people out in the crowds and how you pick them out and all that stuff. So the we won't even get to the moment with the crowd with with the with the audience member yet. We'll we'll start off with the uh, at the beginning. Oh, yeah. You go, and I'm assuming you're the heel in this match, right? Obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it was fifty fifty. Like originally, they had me pan as a baby face. I'm like, it's Moose. He's he be yeah. face or heel. People are cheer for him. It's, yeah, he's the yeah. Impact World Champion at the time. Yep. So you go out there. I think you flip off the crowd. <laughs> And then and Moose, falls, <laughs> Moose follows it up. You guys go in for a handshake. Moose completely dusts you on the handshake and just flips you off. And is that like an exchange that you guys maybe talked about pre-match? Or, or is that like something that, that just kind of happens in this, on the oh, spot? It's, honestly, it's kind of happens with a lot of ad-lib. Especially, mm-hmm. like, like again, too, like with Moose, that I pro, I just follow his lead and just go with the flow. Is that oh, like a sure. thing that's kind of common? Uh, with, with matches, like everything that happens, you know, before the action actually starts, is that usually just like ad libbed, or do you guys talk about that in the back? Uh, a lot of it's ad lib, especially like I'll say like the backtrack, like my Canadian hero gimmick. Um, when I was at C four, I would say two months ago, um, I was in a triple threat match, and there's a character by the name of Landon Lightning, who's mm-hmm. trained by Evil Uno Sue Grayson. Great kid, great worker, and I didn't realize he did like kind of like a Rick Rude esque. Buff battle. I remember him coming to the ring. And I'm watching. I'm like, yo, I'm like, really? And I started <laughs> laughing. So I'm calling. I'm so it's on IWTV. So during the match, I hit him with something. I'm, I do the uh, the double drop down, do the double bicep, and do the beautiful. Post. I'm like, again, too, I'm just feeling. I was looking at my opponent, their mannerism, just feeling the crowd. I'm like, you know what? I know what I can do right here because I, I was trying. Uh, I was trying to think ten steps ahead. As somebody who, so I just moved out of Ottawa recently. Okay. I love C4. Great promotion. Uh, any good memories from working C4? Have you been there multiple times before? I want to say I've been there like maybe like five, five times maybe. Um, I would say that that uh, that triple threat match was a top tier for me. When I first went there, uh, I was in a uh, six-man tag. Yeah, it was six-man tag. I got to work with uh, a group, a good group of uh, guys and girls and but like you know how C four is just energy. Oh you know, yeah, I hope to be there more often. Uh, I know they get a lot of uh, again. They get a lot of guys on there that are uh, a lot of guys from uh, Beyond Wrestling or a lot mm-hmm. of high fire guys. But again, too, like I said, I'm not I'm not downplaying anybody. 
Um, a lot of stuff the guys like the guys and girls do are, are amazing, but again, they I stand. I believe I stand out because I'm a wrestler, mm-hmm. and I will say that a lot of people may not like it. I may not be a lot of people's cup of tea. A lot of people would rather see again the flippy stuff or just the high indie work rate. But again, too, I'm that guy. Well, all it takes is just one throw, and <laughs> the guy ain't getting up. You know what I mean? It's a good. It, it you need that balance though. Like yeah. they, they don't look flippy if they're up against just a bunch of other flippy people. They need to look flippy against you, who can just grab them and toss them to the ground and make their whole body hurt. Exactly. And Amen. again, a lot of people may not like it, but I will stand my ground. You know, as pro wrestling, you you literally have to fight for what you believe in. Yeah, in a world full of luchadors, sometimes you just got to be Brock Lesnar. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But like I said before, I respect anybody that gets in the pro wrestling and whatever goal they have, but. Yeah, everyone, everyone's so different. Yeah. Uh, going back to the match with Moose, um, you know, it, it's again, it's a it's a battle of you and him going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, you, you really uh, play up your size in that match, which mm-hmm. is really daunting because Moose is a big dude. Oh, he's a big dude. I always big dude. I'm like, God damn. Yeah, like when he's when he's get it, trying to get you down with those shoulder blocks, it looks like he's he's obviously you know he's a, he's a worker, he's a good worker too. He knows how to to keep it safe. Is he kind of like hitting you though? Like, are you feeling those shoulders? Oh like, yeah. Oh, like I said before, like I can feel everything. But again, too, I like working with guys that are already signed or the bigger guys in the indies because one it helps me because all these guys well they're they're stiff, and like I said before, like. Whether you're starting at the bottom of the total pole or all the way to the top, you're going to meet some of these guys, like these high-rate workers that are going to hit you. And, again, I've had guys complain about me, and it is what it is. But it's like, are you gonna, again, if you're going to wrestle a moose, people probably complain, but maybe in the back or by themselves. But it's it's wrestling, you know? It's it's yeah. not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, it's yeah. not bad. Um, and, and when he's getting you with these shoulder blocks at any point, are you like, oh, he might actually get me down here to shoot? Like, <laughs> I'll lower my base because obviously he has that football background, I have that wrestling background. So for either way, we're going to clash because him and I were throwing blows on those forearms. I was, feeling, I was so, but after the match, I was so pumped and hyped up and happy. Next day, I was sore, but I'm like, I didn't even care. I'm like, you know what? Like, I wrestle moose and like wrestling guys like that. To me, it's uh, the company or the promoter. It, to me, it's a test or like, it's like, hey, let's, we believe in this guy, man, the way I work, I want to work with all the top guys. Cause to me, that's sure. going to make it. Yeah. Definitely. Is that I something think, you're definitely looking forward to with, uh, with your match against all this coming up? Oh, Another guy, what, what was it? Over 500 days as the NWA yeah, champion? Yep. 120%. You know, like I said, like win, lose or draw, I'm going to give it my all. Cause I know, I know who's going to be there. I know the connections that's there and my goal is just go out there and bust my ass and be like, yo, this this kid has it. Definitely. Uh, it's great. Howard's bringing up the, the shoulder block spot. We, what we do on the podcast regularly, we take a wrestler, we watch five of their matches, we just talk about their whole career. And sometimes you can't find like the through lines in matches. Like, what's the, what are, what's the story we're telling here? Immediately, the story is Moose cannot get you down. Like, yeah. you're, you're just as strong, if not stronger, than he is in this moment. He can't get you down. He has to come up with another way. And that's the through line through like the whole match. And that's it's 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 a pretty simple concept, but it works so effectively. And like, is that something that you knew was going to be kind of the bit going through? Or did you talk about it? Or was that, again, like more of the in the moment figuring it out? Uh, Talked about it. Like I said, too, like he's a he's a pro. 
So when it comes to a lot of these guys, like it's all when it comes to pro wrestling, it, it should be about storytelling. Mm-hmm. I yep. Or everyone's different. Every promotion, every wrestler is different. But I want to be at that point where I tell a story. Because as much like WWE, for example, people, people, I know a lot of people hate WWE. I grew up watching it. Um, I know a lot of people are tired of the bloodline, their whole Roman Reigns story. I think it's awesome. Um, yeah. But again, too, it's not everyone's cup of tea. Uh, you hear people say, oh, he's not going to wrestle, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that guy's so goddamn big. He doesn't, he, all he does is just punch, kick, and pant for the crowd while Paul Hames is being all in his glory. Yeah. And for example, like the Roman Reigns Cody Rhodes match, Cody Rhodes had the whole redemption and just doing it for his father. He was in AEW for, or gone for so long. He comes back, wins the World Rumble, goes to WrestleMania. At that very moment, he gets defeat. So again, too, there's that another redemption story. Wrestles Rollins a couple times. Um, let's keep moving. Just keep moving back. And I know a lot of people say, "Oh, uh, Cody, they're they're burying him and all." It's like not every guy is automatically being the world title pitcher. Just let's say WWE signs me tomorrow. You know, I'm not going to expect to be right in the world title match. You have to work your way up. When it comes to pro, like pro wrestling, especially someone like like companies like WWE, AEW, Impact, they look for a certain talents that work hard, but also to that can sell tickets. Yeah, and, and work where it comes to the sponsors, crowds, kids in general. We all know WWE is geared towards children. People may hate it, but it's reality. All it's that true. money on, on toys, this John Cena, the Make a Wish. People hate John Cena, but you know what? I have so much respect for that man because yeah. that guy busts his hump. He may not five moves of doom. You know what? Five moves of doom made him a couple million dollars a year. More power to him. You are preaching to the choir right yeah, now. Yeah, I was going to say, you're talking like, to the biggest John Cena fan in the yeah. world right now. I thought, like, when, hell, when John Cena, we did the whole thing on Raw with uh, him and The Miz, and The Miz went against the invisible John Cena. When they played, oh, yeah. Like, that crowd went apeshit. Excuse my language, but that crowd was going nuts. I'm like, and, but I felt to myself, too. Like, I felt the electricity. I'm like, holy crap, it's John Cena. But then, again, too, another one that deserves his flowers is The Miz. Yes, yes. A hard worker. A lot of people say, oh, he was a MTV, uh, real life, whatever the hell it is, the reality star. But you know what? He had to deal with a lot of dog shit. And look at him now, you know? Yeah. The guy on the mountaintop. I think it was Matt Cardona, like his buddy, who was like, nobody has won at life more than The Miz. Oh, yeah. Look at him. Look at him. He's like probably one of the best Intercontinental Champions of all time. He's married to Maurice. He's been like, he's a well-respected worker in the business for years. He's like a safe wrestler like yeah miss hasn't made yeah just had a program about. with the hottest guy in wwe right now yeah <laughs> you know like it, this is a guy you know it, it miss is in the role that i feel like every wrestler should probably like aspire to get to oh yeah it's just be reliable be consistent be prominently featured at all times throughout your entire career and somehow some way not get stale exactly like, no, it's, it's insane. I mean, the guy's a four. He's main event at WrestleMania. He's a multiple time yeah. world champion. Um, and, uh, you know, not enough can be said about that. But one thing that The Miz is also good at that I saw uh, that you were good at, especially in this Moose match, is interplay with the crowd, specifically making the crowd so pissed off at you that they want to assault you. Yeah. <laughs> because this one guy. All right. So, so Moose whips you into to the guardrail. Uh, yep. Which, by the way, I've never seen someone move guardrails further back than <laughs> oh, you dude, did. I, that. I was like, oh. 
You went like a solid. I think you pushed like three rows of chairs back. It was incredible. Um, if there wasn't a guardrail there. I probably would have went into like all the the entire crowd. You yeah. wouldn't end up in, in the next town over. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, like you're you're there. You're obviously you're selling. You're you've got your hands draped over the guardrails, all this stuff. And a, and a guy who I guess is just probably there with his kids or something or grandkids or whatever. Um, he's just got his phone and it's right up in your face. Yeah, because I was like, what the hell? Because I'm like, what the hell is this guy doing? Because there's kids there, too. But I'm like, what's this guy doing? And obviously, we're going to talk about when I swiped out his hand, he tried to grab me. And in my mind, because my mom was there, too. And my mom is uh, Italian and Polish and Italian. And my mom has an Italian temper. And my mom probably would have went over there and choked him out. But in my mind, I'm like, you know what? I am not ruining this match with Moose. Uh, again, if it was no. somebody else, I probably would have grabbed the guy by the neck and just chucked him somewhere. But I'm like, no, screw that. And I'm like, this, this is, let's just keep going. But we can see eventually we can book the grudge match of your mom versus that guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. My, mom, my mom will possess. Yeah, it'll be a squash. Her debut <laughs> match will also be a squash. It'll be awesome. Yep. <laughs> Amazing. I thought it was wild because that guy, it took so long for that guy to get calmed down. Meanwhile, a match is happening. You and Moose still trying to work. Uh, your manager, who was out there, also like intervened a little bit. Who, tell me, tell us about him. What was that? Sorry. Tell us, tell us about uh, your manager who was out there. Oh, so Father Derek. So funny story about Derek. Um, uh, he used to be a uh, very, very good pro wrestler. He had two WWE tryouts back in the day. Um, when I was younger, I used to see him at the gym all the time. This is this is when I was doing amateur wrestling. I used to bother him all the time about pro wrestling. <laughs> and um, funny story, he actually taught my wife, my two younger brothers, too. So wow. we had action from there. And like a couple years ago, prior. Um, him and I were at the company Immortal Pro Wrestling, well, Immortal Championship Wrestling, which was which is based out in Albany, and that's the company that Moose and I had the match. Uh, Derek and I talked because Derek won the management. I'm like, hell yeah, I love it because he has such a great mind for the business, and he's someone that at the end of the day, I think get either signed as a manager, producer, or creative because that guy just comes up with stuff like that. And him and I literally talk every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one because we only live like eight minutes away from each other but i i will always pick his brain for like ideas or how to work on things and love the guy that death man he's one of my best friends that's awesome that's great to be able to do that have, have one yeah. of your closest friends somebody you really trust in the business to be there with you as your manager yeah. that's a great choice for a manager yes and uh, javier would never let me manage him <laughs> no no i would turn on him immediately <laughs> Uh, I know, like, right now, I have a new manager. He goes by the name of Rocco. He actually did some work in Ring of Honor. And it's crazy because him and Derek are very, very similar. It's very scary. <laughs> like, him and I have, a, like, he has a lot of goals for me and, like, helped me develop my character more. Because he told me, like, this, he's like, Duke, focus more on the amateur wrestling stuff. And he has, obviously, from being in Ring of Honor, he has such a great mind for the business, too. So, and, sorry to backtrack, but I know some pro wrestling too is like a lot of people in general see there's some people take criticism or some people will be upset. And I've noticed this by observing probably 90% of the time, a lot of people don't like taking criticism, but again, too, it's pro wrestling. We're putting on a show for people. It's a work. You have to learn to take criticism. Let's say my, my match uh, next week, all this, will, all this will give me like porns like oh work on this work on that or the other time dreamer for example when I'm gonna go I'm like oh are you kidding me they throw a hit little hit spin I'm like no that's not how it works you're like like all right thank you 
But again, too, I think because society today, a lot of people expect everything handed to them. And me, I want to work for it. No, definitely. Oh, yeah. Uh, Talk about the work in the match. I don't know about you, Javi, but I was watching this match. The thing that stood out to me, aside from like the crowd work is excellent. The pacing is really good. Man, those suplexes you do. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. There's a belly to belly in there. Trent is fantastic. There's a German suplex. I'm like, nobody should be able to get moves up like that. Effortlessly, too. It was kind of scary. I'm sure it was lots of effort, but holy shit. We're just watching it and just up he goes. Yep. uh, There's a lot of guys like, because when I when I talk over go over stuff, I'll like amateur wrestling, well, freestyle Greco, a German five point throw. I think they changed the ruling now. I did talk to my coach, but um, five point throw at the end of the match because it it goes by the throw and the arch. You could do a five point throw out of any scenario to reverse lift or one one. I remember one freestyle Greco match was a Greco match against a guy from the army. I power bombed him. <laughs> he pissed me off. Uh, he beat me first round. I got mad. He was a, I was a sergeant, my, and my coach, whose coach was a uh, young child, smacked me. He's like, and again, he's like a father figure to me. He smacked. He's like, you're gonna let him do this to you. I came out there like a bat out of hell and power and effing uh, WWE power bomb. It's like Kevin has <laughs> power bomb. I got one point though because how the throw was, and I, but I ended up tacking him. Yeah, yeah just, one point, but mentally you got like ten. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And like a lot <laughs> it's of guys, confidence. Yes, and a lot of guys I work with, if let's say we're going for a match. And I'm like, I, I'm like, because a lot of guys want to have the tendency to jump. And I'll tell them, I'm like, do not jump. Let me do all the work. Because I've been in situations yeah. where guys have jumped, either they're landing on their head or land a certain way. I remember one match, like some guy landed on their head. The crowd gasped because I guess he landed and slid across the ring. Have no idea. I literally did a Triple H because I, I was a big fan Ooh. of Triple H's Hunter Hearst Helmsley. I did a curtsy in the middle of the ring. Didn't know, didn't know the guy landed his head. <laughs> and that's that's a situation where I get where a lot of oh, guys no. will complain. We'll say like, "Oh, my throws are too hard." And again, too, um, I'm a big stickler and going over the match like a thousand times or talking, because um, I always ask the guy like, "Hey, are you comfortable taking this, that, or the other?" And guys will tell me, or guys see my work, and they're saying, oh, "I'm comfortable taking this." They do the move, they complain. That's the one thing that annoys me. And my thing when it comes to wrestling, if anybody has issues with each other, just speak. We're all adults, you know? And we're all, it's all, it's too, we're all too old or like to fight. There's no reason to get in a real fight. It's, it's gotten put on a show to work. Um, Like I've had situations where guys will complain. Then like, all right, you should have told me to my face, son. Or guys will get, or I've had guys in the match that will like stiff me for real. Beside the blue, I'm like, oh, okay. And I'll let him do it a couple times. I'll start laughing. I'll put him in a hold or legit head on. I'm like, guys, let's just work. Like, this is stupid. Because at the end of the day, yeah, because at the end of the day, we're not, we're not, yeah. we're let's not be, doing a favor to anybody. The crowd, the, it's going to, it's going to throw the crowd off. The promoters are like, yo, what's going on? Then that's where the whole blame game comes around, comes around. You know, then whether, then who knows next show, yeah. both myself or the guy, neither of us will get booked, you know? So that's why I'm always very protective or I always want to be known for that guy that will, I may be annoying calling over the match or asking guys, Hey, are you okay taking this? But I'd rather be safe than sorry. Great instinct. I think. 
All right. And then, you know, going on a little further down in the match here, you, you do a spine buster to Moose, which honestly kind of looked like the rock spine buster before mm. he sets up for a yeah. people's elbow. I thought yeah. that's where you were going to go for here. Um, and the people's you, elbow? Yeah, that you were just going to you're gonna hit your own version of the people's elbow. Um, and then, you know, you, you go down a little more. Uh, you guys have to trade some forearm shots. Moose hits a big urinagi at one point. Yeah. Uh, you hit a nasty headbutt right to his jaw, it that looked nice. like. That which I oh, was yeah. like, oh, that looked real. Sam, like, huh, like that match, like, and again, I was so excited afterwards how that match went, and but again, like for the for the couple weeks after that, I, I was sore, but it was all worth it. <laughs> I mean, and spot it, looked great. <laughs> yeah, spot looked great, and then we really get to the finish here uh, after some brutal chop exchanges, forearm exchanges, you know, clothesline exchanges. You and Moose just did not want to go down. Um, you guys almost run over the ref in the corner a couple times. Oh, yeah. You turn around at one point, and Moose says, enough with this. He hits you with a spear, uh, gets the three count, wins the match. I think he put you over and as, about as well as a world champion from another promotion could get you over. Yep. Um, and the un, the unedited footage, uh, my stepdad uh, filmed after the match. Uh, him and I did shake hands. Uh, I can't remember what I said, but it was on the verbiage of like saying, like, oh, I... I busted my ass. I worked hard. You owe this to me. Or I extended my hand. We, him and I both shook hands. And we got in the back, shook hands again, hugged, and we just talked. And uh, like I said, like I, I hope, which I know for a fact, him and I will work together again. And this, that match will do a lot of studying and just figure out what I did wrong and just work from there. I mean, as from an outsider perspective, not a lot. If I'm coming out of that match as a fresh set of eyes like I was, I'm like, obviously, I know what Moose can do, but I watched that match and I'm like, I think I get exactly what Nick Sullivan could do and what he's about. So that's, we're going to put Thank that you. match on our socials. It's going to be on, on the link's going to be on our Instagram. Link's going to be on our, uh, our, I still hate calling it X. It's going to be on Twitter. I, yeah. X, whatever. It'll be there. Uh, and people should go check it out because it's a, it's a fantastic match. Um, and then, you know, we look at guys like, like that match you had in Moose. You look at your background, all this other stuff. Uh, pro wrestling is, I think, just going up and up and up and up and up. And, and people, are, you know, you can say all you want about it. I, I think wrestling is about as hot now everywhere as it's been. Oh yeah, so long. Is that something that you notice, by the way, since you work, uh, sort of, you know, independent scenes, uh, in, in the all these areas? Do you feel like more people are coming out within the last like couple years than than towards the beginning of your career? A hundred and twenty percent, yes. Especially in Canada, like obviously we all know, like Canada is a big hotbed for pro wrestling, and I actually do have like a lot of friends out wrestling like the Massachusetts and uh, Connecticut area. So I know like they're big hotbeds for wrestling. Um, just you could tell by the just by the crowd and the energy, um, like doing like C four certain other certain other shows, you see like these fans pile in. It's like, and even if there's like there's guys like I've been to shows where my mind the car was going like just a visit. I'm like. I want to be here because mm -hmm. it to me it goes by the crowd. It's all the energy, like for me personally, like you get the energy of the crowd, and that's when you're like you want to just bring it, bring it, bring it. For sure, oh, I awesome. think wrestling's probably hotter than maybe not ever been, but man, it's hotter than it's been in years. Yeah, but, and you know, I give AEW credit for going to Wembley the first time, and who knows what the actual number is? It doesn't even it shouldn't even matter. I give them credit for going out there and selling as much tickets as they did, and just going out there and work, putting on a show. Yeah, I mean, yeah, WWE's breaking box office numbers. It seems like with every pay per view, AEW's hitting a million buys on pay per view pretty much every time they go out there. 
Uh, you know, they're putting on big shows everywhere. It's, you know, Ring of Honor is doing numbers on YouTube. Uh, yeah, Impact's doing Impact's, great. Impact's yep. still on TV. Um, and that's the one thing I hate is that I'm such a, like, one of my goals is to be on Impact first. Just because, too, this is the scheduling and because I have, a, I have a son at home. You know, I want to be there for my son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so many people downplay Impact so much. But, again, too, it's. They've all they, they kind of basically been the same arena when they were when it was Dixie Carter running it, yeah. and they put on great matches. But for I don't I don't understand why. But for some reason, people always want to shine. I'd rather be Impact or MLW. It's like I have I always have my own opinions on certain wrestling and like shows. But a lot of times I keep it to myself. I get how so many people go on social media. To me, that's dumb. I'd rather keep it. If if I have a negative opinion, I'd rather keep it to myself. Yeah. And, but again, too, that's how society is. That's how, that's how social media is. The platform, yeah. people are going to agree to disagree. <laughs> so, but I, I, I like all wrestling because every every promotion has their own have their own certain strengths. Yeah, just let people like wrestling. It's not that hard. Yeah. Just let people like wrestling. You mentioned earlier one of your goals is to get signed. And yes. what are some of your other goals in the wrestling world? Oh, honestly, to get signed. Um, I would I would personally like to do Make a Wish. So I think that's a very, very beneficial thing, especially what John Cena does. Um, yeah. the seeing, seeing, like what I can do to provide for just a fan, like a young fan, and that's what I like. I love when like kids would come up to me after the show and be like, "Oh, hey, can I get your autograph?" Or when kids are like, "Oh, uh, here, can I pay you for like you?" I'm like, "No, you're not. I'm not going to charge you." Yeah. I, I I feel good having people come up to me and say, "Hey, great match," or "Hey, can you sign us for my son? Can you take a picture?" I'd like to do like I would like to give back in that that some type like that type of way. Yeah, and that's a great mentality to have. One of my things, uh, especially with the sport of baseball, is I always tell people like grow the game. I'm always saying this to my friends. If I ever catch a foul ball or something at a game, I'm giving it to the nearest kid because like I'm I'm 25. I'm gonna keep watching baseball, but that like nine-year-old kid who's in the crowd right now maybe this is his first ever game or whatever maybe he's like uh, uh, iffy about the sport maybe he's really a basketball guy if i give him this baseball it you know it grows a passion they like have a fond memory of this sport now they have a fond memory uh, of something maybe it like grows an excitement in them it's like oh my god i just caught this ball that was a home run from so-and-so player let me go like see if i watch more of this player oh my god baseball's great uh i think it should be the same mentality with pretty much anything we do like wrestling you know uh I, i'm not a wrestler but if i were if i saw a kid who wanted my autograph and like i don't know let's say i just got beat to hell in a match i'm not gonna turn the kid down you know because that autograph to that kid might mean the world to them and maybe they go yep. on and they influence other people to become wrestling fans yep. or maybe they just grow their passion even more and they become like obsessive wrestling fans and then we all just grow the community even more yeah yes yes and yes um like I like if I play a bad guy, like kids will come up to me. Oh, can we get? Out? I'm like, did you cheer for me? Oh, I saw you boo me. Why'd you boo me? This I, I was like joking around stuff like that. Oh, I have a kid yeah. throw me in a headlock or like give me a fake punch or something. Uh, speak about that. A couple years ago, when I first started, uh, Bret Hart did a autographs autograph signing at the Syracuse Crunch here in Syracuse, our hockey team, and big line. And there are so many fans. I'm a big action figure collector, mm. like. I have thousands of like wrestling toys and Ninja yeah. Turtles. And my wife's like, Cardona right there <laughs> yeah. with each other. <laughs> yeah. And my wife's like, what the hell? But again, too, I was like, well, when my son's old enough, him and I can start opening and play with them. 
But if you guys seen like our mudrooms, like it's it's disgusting how many toys there are. But um, I had Bret Hart uh, sign my uh, my Greco Roman national singlet. Oh, that's cool. When he looked oh. at it, he's, he's like, "Oh, you're amateur wrestler." I'm like, "Yeah." So we started talking briefly, and he looked at me dead in my eyes and told me to never quit and just keep going. And there's so many people in line, but that moment, I just thought no one else is there, just him and I. And I almost broke down. I was like, "Holy shit!" Bret Hart told me that. Yeah. But like it was fun. Like I wish I could have stayed longer and hung out with him because I'm like, just pick his brain. Yeah. And that's one of my goals is to have Bret Hart acknowledge me as a Canadian hero. <laughs> I like whole that. weird scenario. Like, and like I'm wrestling guy in the match and Bret Hart's like a special ring announcer, timekeeper. And I, I knock out the guy then beat him the sharpshooter Then maybe have Bret Hart acknowledge me, acknowledge me, but the guy gets their heat back and Bret Hart puts me in a sharpshooter or something. And I start tapping. <laughs> I have this whole, I have this whole game plan in mind. I love that. That's a great yeah. goal. That's a great goal. Just make sure it's not the screw job recreation. Yeah, don't get screwed. I, doing great. <laughs> I think one of the th- one of the goals or things I thought of watching this one's like, man, I think Nick would just kill it in Japan. Oh yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people say that. Um, I do watch a lot of Japanese wrestling. Uh, growing up, I was always a a big fan of Vader. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, Gary Albright, who's actually who was actually married in the um, Roman's family and stuff, and sadly he passed away at a young age. But what do you go? I think it was Nebraska he went to. But seeing that man legit suit, shoot suplex Vader, I've never, I was like, holy shit! Like he legit picked Vader up like a rag down and threw him across the ring. Yeah, I, I would love to take a tour to Japan. Like my my amateur coach and I. Um, cause he, he'll, he goes to my shows when he can, uh, him and his wife, like we set up a game plan. Cause I had certain areas when I go to, uh, do shows in Japan, the UK and Italy, like I, I have certain goals in like mind that. when it comes to certain promotions. So I made, I made a whole list and just want to keep working from there. Just keep checking people off the list. I don't, I don't know yep. what needs to happen. But I need the natural going up against the stone pit bull. I need you Ooh. and Tomohiro Ishii to go, go oh, round for round. <laughs> so if you watch his match with Moose, um, a lot of it was our. If you watch his match with Moose and my match with Moose, it's very similar in style. Mm-hmm. And I think I think him and I would uh, him and I would kill it. I think you tear the place yeah. down. Um, one thing else we want to ask you before we let you go: uh, other independent wrestlers that you think people should check out and pay attention to, because you're you're on the scene, you're wrestling guys who's like maybe even up and comers, people who've been doing it for a while. Do you think people that deserve some more flowers? Um, so there's, uh, a couple guys in Canada, uh, McCray Martin, uh, Junior Benito. I, I love Junior Benito. So, uh, I always, I always tell Junior, I see him all the time. I always tell him I was going to pick him up and throw him in the air somewhere. Because <laughs> my first, like literally we all started at the same time. And during, uh, it was a rumble for Chinlock four years ago. Um, I got to throw Junior around. I remember I chopped him so goddamn hard. I'm like, I'm like, I'm so sorry, but he's such a good sport. And again, too, he's not a big guy, but he works so hard. Um, there's a tag team, uh, Fear the Beard. Um, there's um, the producers. That's um, Jor- uh, Giordano and Ferdano, um, Matt Viviani and uh, Giordano Mc uh, was a McCotts or McTots, but they're a very good tag team in uh, IWS. There's a there's a black and yellow here in the states who I'm good friends with, and there's a uh, Javier. Do you know Mike Skyros? 
The name sounds familiar. He's in Northeast, and in Northeast Wrestling. Um, he does uh, Test of Strength, uh, Test of Strength, um, uh, Pro Wrestling Grind. I know he's done a couple Beyond shows. Yeah, Sweden's probably sober. What it was. Yeah. Then God, there's a whole list of guys I can think of. Just guys that I honestly I know personally, but like guys that like we just all work very hard. For sure. Well, you got to put in a good word with them so they can come on and talk about their first match. And, and I'll be like, well, Nick got to do a squash and you didn't. So, <laughs> All right. So, you know, we, we talk about the independent scene now. But, you know, when, when, like we mentioned, wrestling's hot right now. Wrestling's expansive. There's a lot of stars in a lot of different places. Yes. You take yourself and you can have whatever match tomorrow, whatever tomorrow may be. Uh, take any promotion anywhere, any wrestler at all, as that they just have to be active. Who do you want to face in a match tomorrow? Like, let's say the match were tomorrow. Who do you want to face? Any promotion, as long as they're active. Honestly, go straight to top. Uh, people's going to hate it, but I love it. Roman Reigns. It would either be Roman Reigns or Cody. Either those two. No, I respect it. I respect going straight for the top guy. Yeah. Walk in, pick the biggest guy. Go for him. Some guys want Danielson. Nah, nah. nah, nah, give, nah. Me the, give me the title guy. <laughs> I love that idea. That'd be a hell of a match to watch. And uh, especially how both those guys can tell a great story and make me make me look like a million bucks. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Probably make you a million bucks, too. Well, not yeah. a bad idea. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> that doesn't hurt. Uh, Nick, thanks for joining us. Tell everybody where they can find you on social media and follow your work. So uh, on my Facebook, there's uh, either my uh, athlete page or my personal page. Uh, Nick Sullivan and Nick the Natural Sullivan. Uh, Instagram, Nick the Natural Sullivan. I believe my Twitter is NS Sullivan or the Natural Nick Sullivan. There, it's all, it all, if you type in Nick Sullivan and Natural Nick Sullivan, I'm going to come up no matter what. Um, you can find me a lot of promotion in Canada, uh, C4, Seaway Valley, Chinook Wrestling, FML. And then uh, I've been in talks with a lot of other promotions, uh, some in Florida, and a lot. Hopefully, I'll come back and say it's more too. So, but again, so I, I prefer Russell Canada just because like the, the match types and just the crowd in general. Canadians doing it better. What a surprise. Uh, wrestling <laughs> Nick Aldis for Chinlock Wrestling on September 16th. Thank you so much for joining us, Nick. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks for being our first wrestler we interviewed. You're a great one to start with. Pleasure meeting you guys. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.